Hello and welcome to Stop Your People Need You. I am Luke Hall and as always is with me is the other guy Danny and today we are <laughs> we are talking about the third part of um, Great Connections. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I, I, I like that. I've always wanted to be the other bloke. Because you know, I'm so used to being at the forefront of these conversations and the centre of every bit of attention that uh, I don't mind being the other bloke for a day. Well, there you go. And um, I, I, I am not going to lie, I'm immature. And my response there was back to Danny um, last week, not giving me a nice introduction. So it's tit for tat. But anyway, here we are. <laughs> it I, is. And I am Absolutely, now yeah. completely exactly. convinced this part people skip because it is extremely boring. But yes, last week was part two, and subsequently the week before was part one. It wasn't designed that way, but here we are, talking about great connections and really enjoying it. So just to recap, uh, we're talking about our connected leader framework, or I say we're not talking about it, we're using it as a framework and a source to to work from as opposed to talking about it. Um, We've talked about connecting to yourself, um, as an individual and as a leader, connecting to your business uh, and understanding the part that you and your teams play in your organisation and how important it is to connect to that. Last week, we spent the entire episode talking about connecting to the culture of your organisation and how understanding the importance of creating a great culture but also connecting to that as an individual in your own individual way but how you then translate that for your teams and create your own team's identity and your own team's culture within that culture is so key so the final piece of the framework jigsaw whatever you want to call it is how you connect to your people you know if we talk about the leadership and management bit this is the this is the stuff that um, if you were developing yourself, a lot of people will default to. I want to talk about how to give better feedback, difficult conversations, coaching, mentoring. But today's not about that, is it, Danny? Today's um, yeah, go on. Yeah, t- sorry, mate. I'm, I'm talking over you, but I, I, just oh, before I forget, you mentioned there about how you connect to your people, but actually, you know, it's how do you how you connect to people, isn't it? You know, because. Yeah, we talk about in leadership circles that, you know, we all have a responsibility in life, actually, to step up as a leader. And and thankfully, in society, so many people do. Um, And they lead people in lots and lots and lots of different ways, not just because they're a a line manager or or something along those lines. So it's important here, isn't it? This is about, you know, connecting to people through a leadership lens, I think. Would you agree? So I had to stop you there before you go. Know you were on your, you know, you. No, not at all. Not at all. Do do I agree? Absolutely, I do. And I think, without going back two weeks, there is such a strong alignment between this and connecting to Mm. yourself. I think this one is the closest one. You can't do one without the other. Um, You know, arguably. You know, in terms of connecting to your business, there's some logic there. There's, you know, understanding a strategy, understanding how that translates to you and your team, measures, KPIs, high performance in culture. There's logical things that are driven and derived from certain information that's given to you. Here, I think it's absolutely impossible to lead 
others or connect with people if you haven't got yourself. So I, in, in thinking about today, this morning, I was out walking the dog. I was preparing in my mind for this and I kept defaulting back to that. And we will jump back a lot, I think, here. Because ultimately, without one, you can't have the other. Yes. Yeah, no, that's right. And it's it's also, you know, there's a the bit around, um, it, to build on that, is, you know, it was probably when he was a kid. I'm sure it was definitely a childhood education of treat people how you'd like to be treated. So it was probably my mum sharing that bit of, you know, advice to me as a child. Maybe as I was... I was being unkind to a friend of mine or an ex-friend, as children often are doing. You know, and you kind of like, you know, think about it through their perspective. How would you want to be treated in this situation? Um, and I think that's such an important reflection when we talk about connecting with people is, you know, put yourself in the other person's shoes, you know, look at it through their lens. I've got a great example of that. We'll come to a bit later on. Yeah, I agree. I, I think there's always a couple of ways that you can skin that proverbial cat. Because, yes, you can look at it through their lens. I've always liked that saying. But then, you know, treat how, uh, others how you, you would like to be treated and treat, or the other one is treat other people how they want to be treated. There's, there's both, there's both ways. I think there's a, there's, there's, there's something that cuts straight through the middle of both of them is just be human. And I talk, it's my thing of the moment. And I don't have a, a formula or a, 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 a recommendation as to how you can be human because that's impossible. That's that you've got to decide how, what version of human is, is, is you. And I, I, actually that's kind of my end in mind. And I know you've got an example, but if, if I may, I just want to start us off in terms of it is a bit leadership and management to start with. Um, cause it, I think it all leads back to just be bloody human. If you can, you know, accept who you are. And this is that whole piece around connecting to yourself. In order to be human with others, you need to actually decide the type of human you want to be and own it. Because I think there's a lot of examples in life where people behave in a way that they think other people want them to behave. Sometimes for the good. uh, And actually, it's to their detriment. It's to their detriment because that's an exhausting thing to do, to play and Mm. act uh, a, a role and a, a persona and a behaviour constantly that isn't against that's against should I say your natural character that's tiring in itself. I've done it. My I've exhausting. Done it. We've all been there. Exhausting. So um, I wanted to talk to, uh, uh, to to you, Danny, about something that we have touched upon in the past, and there's this in in the uh, in the leadership development world there's this belief there's this often conversation that is talked about the difference between leadership and management so this is about connecting to your people now Mm. just and i I will get there but in terms of the difference between leadership and management there's also a popular belief that a great leader has the ability to do both okay and i think yeah i think absolutely you know if someone can do both leadership and management Bravo. You know, that's a skill in itself, just being able to do both those things. But one of the things that I've been open to myself about, and again, back to the connected to myself, is I believe that I'm better at one than the other. And I I think it's important I accept that. 
But also, I do want to refer back to a few episodes ago where it's, yeah, know what you don't know. This doesn't therefore excuse me from not doing the one that I'm not better at. That isn't my license out of it. But I believe, and based on you know feedback that I seek, I would suggest I'm a better leader than I am a manager. And that's something that I'm personally exploring at this moment in time to ensure that I connect to the people within our organization, our customers, um, and, 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 and our partners. Because I think un- appreciating which one I'm better at is important for me to be able to connect and connect in the right way and use my strengths in certain areas and potentially work with others in a different. So I'll give you a great example. In management, the management side, there is uh, having a difficult conversation. Danny, you know that I will avoid them like the plague, right? And it isn't just that, but actually I find it, 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 it drains me. <laughs> you know, I, I, I also um, think that from a coaching perspective as a coach, that's a skill that I enjoy, but I really probably think I lend myself more to a mentoring uh, role, a blend of the two, I think works better when it comes to me, whether that's a patience thing or whatever it may well be. Again, this this is me bearing being completely stripped bare here and admitting these things. Now, that doesn't therefore mean that I default away from, I don't have to manage. And I think another subject for another day, I was thinking about this this morning, Danny, was um, I don't like this whole, I'm not very good at and therefore I won't. How many people will go, do a personality profiling? In fact, I know one particular person in my history would often refer to, I'm not very detailed and my MBTI personality profiling tells me that. That doesn't mean that they don't, in their, in their, in their mind it was, yeah. It, it, in their mind it was, and therefore I don't have to do detail. No, 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 that just means that you have to work harder at it. So again, coming back to this point, difficult conversations, it's not something that I enjoy and it absolutely drains me. Now, I have to have them, but if there's people within the organisation better placed, so if I think about Susie, Danny, your wife, she's extremely good at doing that and talented at doing it. I'd say it is a talent, having that. And therefore, what I'm trying to get to here is, in order to connect to people, understand the part that you can best play. Mm. Don't therefore negate yourself from doing them all the time. But if it's something that you think someone is better at, from a management perspective in my world, I think there's better people placed to probably do them. I also would like to actually commend Susie because I've seen her, her do this and work. She's good at it because she does it well. I do not believe, and again, maybe another subject for another day, that when people go, I don't mind having difficult conversations, that doesn't mean they're good at them. That could potentially mean they're, that could potentially mean they're soulless and have a lack of emotional, uh, you know, intelligence and, and empathy and don't care about people's feelings. That's right. Susie, on the other hand, is extremely <laughs> good at that side of it. She understands people. She understands what people are feeling, and therefore she's better at it. So, in summary, my my, my lesson that I'm learning of myself when it comes to connecting to others is my strengths lie more in the leadership side and less, I think, in the management side. I accept that and I'm working to out ways in which I can support our business with that, support our people 
with that in mind. Does that all make sense? I mean, it does, yeah, because I think that's a, you know, that's a situation, although I am a bit concerned that this conversation actually is more directed to the fact that I keep being late for stuff and Luke's just trying to work his way around how he has that conversation back with me. Maybe that's more for another day as well. Danny, um, Danny, we have that conversation every day. I, I, I'm not even, I do not avoid that conversation. I, I, I have that conversation with you every day and you ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's by the by. So, so still, it was just a, a poignant example. But interestingly, about you know just what you talk about, and I'll give you my view. So first of all, it probably starts with your point, which is what's the difference between leadership and management? And one of my my simple differences is relationship versus transactional. So whereas leadership is about being about the relationship and management is quite transactional so typically management is following a due process or doing the right thing you know whether that's you know following the letter of the law or or whatever it may be and if you think about you know in life not just in people management but in management in itself you know it's very much about adherence and 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 those types of things and so it makes sense that you know different people are going to find you know, themselves warming towards one side or another. Um, and in turn, you know, probably favouring perhaps a strength in one one more so than other ones. And, you know, I was talking about a leader who's able to do both. I think able to do both is probably quite common. Good at doing both is where perhaps the difficulty lies. Um, and I think what, what, it innate, what, what happens when somebody is good at finding the balance between these two is their ability to compartmentalise. There we go, I got that word out. I was dreading saying that word about 10 minutes ago. Compartmentalise the situation. So in other words, when they are in you know, transaction mode, management mode, so using your example, the difficult conversation, they, they compartmentalise that into, right, this is what needs to happen, this is what needs to take place, and this is what not takes place. And you refer to Susie, that's exactly how she does it. So she kind of, she creates this space in her thinking to go, right, I know what, and it's very meticulous, it's very, very clear, very concise, you know, it's, it's almost step by step, removing the emotion from the situation. And in fact, having sat through a number of difficult conversations that people have had, people saying, you sounded quite cold, or you sounded quite, um, you know, quite distant. And it's because people have compartmentalized it so much that they've lost the empathy. And it's it's when you do that, that it then can go almost the other way. So I think it's being able to say, right, this is what needs to happen, this is how I'm going to do it and remove some of your emotional baggage that carries with that. Do you can I ask you a question just on that? Sorry to interrupt, but it is it's I really, really like that. Do you think there's more emotion in leadership than there is in management? Or there is a requirement for more in one than the other? I think there's way more emotion in leadership than there is in management because okay. if you think about all the words that describe leadership characteristics, you're inspirational, motivational, you know, um driven folk you know they're all they're all quite emotive kind of words they're words that muster up a feeling from things now now think about that so 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 we know that that's a given that somebody that's very much a natural leader or a leader that's very good at being a a leader of others they're going to probably have a heightened level of emotional awareness or even emotional intelligence actually if you look at it into that side of things therefore it makes sense when tackling those difficult conversations 
that those emotions rush to the surface because you immediately put yourself, you know, how am I going to do it? What's it going to sound like? How's a person going to respond? And none of those things are actually relevant to a transactional management conversation to you. They are to the individual and you need to understand that. But and I think this is where the challenge lies. And I think that um, if you look at some of the world's best CEOs, you know, if you ever read about, you know, top CEOs or people that have had good progress. Um, that The guy we talked about from Disney the other Bob. week, uh, Bob Iger. Our mate Bob. Yeah, our mate Bob. You know, a great example of that about how he recognised, I know what I'm good at. And I know what I'm not good at. Yeah. And so what good CEOs do is they surround themselves by people that can fill in or take up the slack in the conversation. So in other words, if they recognize, you know, I'm really good at this sort of inspiring leadership. But what that limits me from doing is having those more tougher, you know, harder, more direct conversations. That's okay. I'll employ a COO that does that for me. I'll employ that person that can happily take that role on and do it very, very well. And I think this is about what connecting to people is about, because you said right at the beginning, it's about first of all, connecting to yourself. Agreed. Know what you're good at and know what you're not. And just because you're not good at something, it doesn't mean you can't be a great leader. And, you know, yes, being a you know a leader involves some level of management, and I get that. But what's more important in today's society is it your ability to lead others and inspire them to be their best, or is it your ability to manage them on a micro level? Well, actually, we know today society doesn't particularly respond so well to that. In fact, new generations coming into the workplace and marketplace of, of employment today, they need more freedom and autonomy than they ever have done before. Yeah. Management practices, whilst are required because legally we have to do them and policies dictate we have to do them. But surely, surely, if we lead somebody well, we would never need those policies. We would never need those procedures. We wouldn't need any of those things because people would be the best versions of themselves. I uh, see this. I, I, I don't, I don't know whether I truly, I agree with the principle. But I also believe that if you look at, I don't know, uh, the, the army, if you look at, you know, any any armies across the world, you will have people that need to make the and is what I'm not talking about is hierarchy here. This isn't about hierarchy. It's about that. It's about skill and behaviour and mindset, and that's that's the bit for me that that I'm trying. I'm not. I'm steering away from level. But if if you had, let's say, you just had a team. Right, and you had a team void of um, hierarchy completely. What you will see is you will see people that will naturally start leading, and then you will see others that start doing, and, 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 and then start getting other people to do, and and that's that's kind of natural to see that happening. You know, all of the um, team building things that can be done together you know you go out and do some learning you'll build a raft when people do that it's not like right who's the team leader in this is group or who, who, who? natural people there's a natural no, natural people it, step no? up to that role but if you talk about if, but it, yeah but there is but the point there is though you said about you know what about the military or the army right but is that is the military built on leadership or management it, yeah, it has a set of rules that underpin it, but the rules yeah. are about your commitment to compliance. 
you're still led. That's the point. Is, is You don't have a, a, a sergeant major who says, right, here's the rules for the day. This is what you must do. Yeah, yeah. They say, it's, this it's is what they're going to do. And those people follow them on that It's about getting route. everyone to want to be and give them the will and the desire to be the best that they want, the best, the best versions of themselves. Be the best garbage man. Absolutely. And then here's the bit. And then here's the bit. And this is the bit that I would often find myself stood in a classroom harping on. This is my soapbox moment. And that is... When somebody's not performing, when somebody's not delivering, when somebody's not towing the line, when somebody's not doing what they're supposed to do, the natural behaviour of the leader is to turn to them and look at them as the point or reason for that. You hear that all the time. Line managers saying, oh, I've got a nightmare on my team. You know, they're always late. They're never doing what they should do. They're always going off at a tangent. It's always them, them, them. But actually a good leader says, what do I do differently? in order to affect their behaviour. Imposing a rule of, you know, this is the rules, may not be the solution. Maybe it's about stepping up as a leader and changing your behaviours in order to influence somebody else's. Maybe that's where it really comes yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, and I 100%. And that I, I, I 100% agree with. I, I think just by virtue of the fact that the world is the way it is right now, there is there is things that we class as management as things that we class as leadership. Yeah. That's not necessarily saying that that's right and wherever that was started and wherever it uh, wherever it is now it is the way it is. I I was sim- I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is yeah absolutely that but there are some of those less emotional things I'm not good at. I'm aware of that and in order to lead and connect to people I go down the more leadership Root the emotive, motivational, inspirational, purposeful, connected version of of that truth, as opposed to the other one, which there are requirements for that sometimes. Well, the thing is, here's the thing, right? You're right, and and I am not for one second suggesting that in a perfect world we wouldn't have rules and and and, and procedures and all those things, because even in a perfect world we'd probably still need them. We don't live in a perfect world, and unfortunately. And here lies the challenge is you can talk about all this all day long and leaders can do a fantastic job. But if the individual, so the other person chooses, right? And here lies the fundamental challenge, chooses not to respond to your leadership behavior. And it doesn't matter how good you are. There are some people that would just, for whatever reason, choose not to respond to what you're doing then we have to default back to rules and r- procedures and management yeah. of those things. Because, and, and there lies the bit. And I, and I get that pushed back a lot by delegates. Ah, yeah, but then I'll give you an example. And there will always be 101 examples of whereby it doesn't matter how great you are as a leader. For that individual, yeah. it wasn't right. We, you know, That happens all around society, not just in the workplace. It happens in society everywhere around us. Um, I think my point is, and to close off this this bit is, that if you want to connect with people, to your point, Luke, first of all, connect to yourself. The second part to connecting to people is what, what is it that makes them tick? What, how, how do they best respond to things? What, what really gets them revved up and motivated? And if your answer is, I don't know, then, then start there. Because if you don't know that bit, then you can't move on to point three. And that is... Be the person, be the leader that they need, not want, need you to be for them to be the best versions of themselves. And when you get those three bits right, that's when true connections between people start. Mm. And that doesn't have to be your line reports or your direct reports. You'd see that existing 
all around society each and every day. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I, I feel like where we started, I may have taken us on a tangent with the leadership and management, but I think it is important. <laughs> I think it is important when it comes to connecting mm. to people. Um, and I think you're absolutely right that, that fundamentally understanding yourself and understanding your people is, is the, is the, the two ingredients that then allow you to step into number three. It allows you also to be that human. We're trying to create a human business here. I speak to so many people about it at the moment, Danny, and everybody agrees. Fundamentally, stood in front of you is a human, another human. Yeah. Simplify what's going on, right? They are a person. They have as, as many emotions and complications and brilliance and genius as you do stood in front of you. And I think that, that for me, has to be the starting point. It's a human-to-human piece. doesn't matter about age, creed, religion, or anything like that. The person in front of you is a human. Be human. And, and, and accept your strengths, your faults, and your, your development areas. Um, and that's what I was trying to do with the management thing is say that I accept that that's probably not one of my biggest strengths. It doesn't mean that I've got to hide away from it, but it allows me to be a bit more human. When I when I reach a point in a conversation where I'm struggling or it's not going in the right direction, where I go, well, I know this th- that I'm playing a part in this because I'm not, this isn't where I'm in my comfort zone. And mm. therefore, maybe I need to step away because that's the human that I know that I am, that I will avoid the difficult, uh, conversations. I'll lean more towards the nice, softer leadership style that tries to allow people to be the best that they can be. But if I can't get them there, there might be a need for a bit of management. My question is, am I the right person? I have, you know, I, I, I am l- trying to develop myself to be that. But there may be better people placed to connect to people in your organisation. Maybe great discussion. It yeah, is great discussion. I think we should definitely do one on um. Why why difficult conversations can be great conversations? There we go. There's there's one for us for a future podcast. Yeah, I agree. I think there's that whole piece around strengths and weaknesses. I think there's a really interesting uh, model that we look at around that. I think there's plenty that we can we can bounce off today. There's lots to come. In fact, Uh, for those of you listening, over the coming months, we've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes on collaborating with other organisations. So we'll be having a few guests on over the summer months. Um, intrig- yeah, we need a guest. We haven't we, 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 we haven't had enough, but these are going to be really purposeful because they'll allow you to understand how we're collaborating in our organisation, but we're bringing experts in in certain areas. So more to come from that. But for today, we end our journey around great connections uh, with connecting to people. <laughs> Danny, it's been a pleasure as always. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. And we will speak. Indeed, and we will speak to you all in a week's time. We will indeed see you then.